You're listening to the Fertility Academy podcast, episode 28. Today, I'm going on a bit of a rant about medical practice, women's healthcare, and pain. Then I'm going to share some really good information. So stay tuned. Welcome to Fertility Academy, a podcast where we provide you with information and tools to help you optimize your fertility to grow your family no matter where you are in your fertility journey. We offer interesting, creative, and evidence-based information and give you practical tools to help you get closer to your goal of building a family. I'm your host, Michelle Kapler. I'm a fertility-focused acupuncturist and Chinese medicine practitioner, board-certified fertility specialist, and fertility coach with over 10 years of experience helping my patients build their families. I'm so glad you're here with us. Let's get on with the episode. Hello and welcome. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Today, I'm going to get into something I am so passionate about, self-advocacy in healthcare. I'm going to start off with a little story about myself. I wrote about this on Instagram last week. Lately, I've been noticing that my body hasn't felt quite right. My menstrual cycles have been a little irregular. My periods have been painful, as in painful enough to need pain medication to be able to perform my normal daily functions and do my job. And my PMS has been intense. Like, I can't stand my husband for the week leading up to my bleeding time. Now, as a healthcare provider who cares for people's hormones all the time, I know that it's very likely to be related to stress. It's been a year of ups and downs, lots of feelings, lots of changes, some of them positive and some of them not so much. So I'm inclined to assume that it's related to that. Our bodies and hormones are incredibly sensitive to our outside environment and our menstrual cycles are all wrapped up in this. However, I'm also a strong advocate for ruling out other things that might be causing these changes. I'm always telling my patients and clients that it's better to ask for the test and know for sure that it's nothing serious. And from there, we can treat it with natural medicine, food, or lifestyle adjustments. So, I booked an appointment with my primary care provider to discuss it. I wanted to ask for some testing just to make sure everything was okay. So when I told her about my increase in pain, irregularity, and mood changes, she agreed to do the blood work and ultrasound to make sure everything was okay. However, this was after a discussion that started out with her saying, well, you know, sometimes our bodies change and we have pain and it's normal and we just have to deal with it. Sometimes it's just a part of getting older. And to that I said, so you're saying that pain that's bad enough to require medication to avoid a negative effect on my ability to live my life is considered normal? And she said, well, I can put you on the pill or give you an IUD, but there isn't much we can do about it. And at that moment, I was reminded about my definition of truly cutting edge medicine in my mind, which I'm going to get into that later. As for the rest of what happened, she agreed to do the blood work and ultrasound sent me the requisitions, and I thanked her. Then I immediately made an appointment with my naturopathic doctor. I'm going to do the diagnostic tests for my primary care provider. Then I'm going to take those results to my naturopath and talk about natural approaches. I'm going to implement some new stress management strategies and clean up my diet. I'm going to prescribe myself a new Chinese medicine herbal formula, and I feel really good about that plan. And this is what I consider to be truly cutting-edge medical practice. The ability to hold multiple perspectives simultaneously and apply them when it best fits. I have this conversation with patients on a regular basis, especially when they're frustrated with the lack of answers or creativity within the context of their work with their fertility clinic. And this is how I explain things to them. 
Your doctor holds one of many perspectives that are available to you on your path to building your family. Your doctor has a specific skill set, a specific method of evaluating and diagnosing what's going on with you, a specific lens through which the body is viewed, and a specific set of tools in their toolbox to offer you in response to what the diagnostic results say. And all of this is limited to the knowledge they gain in med school and through practicing a very specific method of healthcare. Many of my patients are shocked and bewildered when their doctor doesn't have the time or knowledge to discuss their nutritional needs or supplement questions. But the reality is that these tools are not part of your doctor's toolbox. Doctors learn very little about nutrition and supplements, mindfulness, stress reduction, and tools for mental health, and yet we expect them to have an educated opinion on all of these things. I think it comes from this hierarchy of medical practice in the fertility world. In our culture, IVF is the be-all, end-all of all interventions, and doctors that are able to provide this one tool are put on a pedestal and expected to provide results quickly and with a guarantee. And for some folks, IVF is the answer. For some, it's the only choice. For example, if someone doesn't have fallopian tubes, they have to use IVF to conceive. But for many people, the reason for not being able to get pregnant may not be something that responds well to IVF treatment. And at the end of the day, it's up to you to advocate for the best care for yourself. And this is going to look different for everyone. So it often comes down to asking a lot of questions gathering information, and knowing when to ask which practitioner for help. So to give you an example of something that may need an approach outside of the medical box, let's talk about diminished ovarian reserve and issues of poor egg quality. If someone goes to a fertility clinic and through the medical process, and it's discovered that the FSH is high and the egg quality is low, there actually isn't a lot that a fertility clinic can do. If the FSH is high, it'll be unlikely that there will be a good response to fertility drugs that are utilized in IVF. If the egg quality is low, IVF isn't a great option. However, these two issues are something that natural medicine can excel at treating. I love referring to naturopathic doctors to improve egg quality. There's so much research to support the use of antioxidant supplements and dietary changes to improve egg quality. And naturopaths are experts in this type of intervention. They know so much about food and supplements because they studied it extensively in their medical education. For high FSH, I commonly treat patients with Chinese herbs and acupuncture with great success. Sometimes this means they go back to the fertility clinic and use IVF to get pregnant when their FSH is lower, and some go on to conceive without further medical intervention at all. All of this to say, without the medical process and testing, we might not have known that FSH was high and egg quality was low. Naturopaths can run labs and TCM practitioners have their own set of diagnostic tools. And when you've been practicing infertility for as long as I have, you start to have a sense of the patterns that you see in your patients and you get pretty good at predicting what outcome there will be with the labs and tests. So this is where self-advocacy comes in. In our current medical system, it doesn't operate in a way that provides treatment in this way. One day, maybe in in my lifetime, it's a bit of a dream of mine, we'll see this as a reality. But for now, it's completely up to the patient to seek the care that fits the best. Now, I want you to stay with me. I know this can be a little bit overwhelming of a prospect for some, but I'd like to invite you to consider the part of yourself that might feel empowered by this notion that ultimately you are in charge of your body, your health care, 
and the healthcare you seek and accept. To give you some practical advice for how to navigate this, here are some things to keep in mind. First of all, medical testing is good. Say yes to all the medical testing offered. Gather as much information as you can. Just because you do a medical test and get a result doesn't mean you have to say yes to the recommended treatment that corresponds with that result. Test results are just information. It's your information about your body, and you get to do with that information whatever feels right for you. But I do believe it's good to have as much information as possible. From there, you can make decisions from a place of knowledge, and this feels much less mysterious. Second, if something isn't sitting right with you, get multiple opinions. This might mean simply going to another doctor, or it might mean getting the opinion of another practitioner with a different set of qualifications, knowledge, and expertise. It could be a naturopath or an acupuncturist or a nutritionist or a dietitian. It's important to keep in mind that you can't expect your doctor to know everything. If you want to change your diet to support your fertility, you'll want to consult with somebody who knows a lot about food and how it affects your physiology. This is why many doctors defer to the dietitians they have on their staff when nutrition questions come up. So if things are feeling mysterious or aren't sitting well with you in a way that feels right, talk to other providers. It's likely that your best solution will be using a combination of a few different treatment strategies. At least that's what I see in my practice. Third, trust your gut. If something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. So back to my story. This experience had me a little fired up, and this might be because I see it so often in my clinical practice. Women come to me to see me for their first visit, and when I ask them about their periods and cycles, they tell me everything is normal, but after further questioning, it comes to light that their periods are so painful that they have to take the max dose of Advil for three days straight, or they're missing work every month, or their PMS is so bad that they feel that their marriage is suffering because of it, or their relationship. And they've always been told that it's normal and they just have to deal with it. Sometimes this comes directly from their doctor, but there's also this common cultural narrative that pain and suffering are just part of living in a body with a uterus and female hormones. Now, some mild discomfort with the onset of your period is normal. Some slight mood changes during PMS time is also normal. But pain that's so bad that you need to take medication is not normal. PMS that's so bad that it affects your quality of life is not normal, but it's also important to keep in mind that your primary care provider may not be the person with a set of tools or knowledge to be able to help you with these issues. Oral contraceptives and other hormonally-based treatments tend to be what's offered by modern medicine, and for some, it's the answer. But if this isn't the answer you're looking for, there are answers out there. You might just need to seek out someone with a different toolbox. How did this episode sit with you? Do you feel more empowered to advocate for your own best fertility healthcare plan? Or maybe you're feeling a little overwhelmed by this prospect. If so, let's keep talking. I can help you with those feelings of overwhelm. Send me a note via the contact page on my website. I'll pop it in the show notes so you can find it easily. That's going to be it for me today. I'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, take care. Thank you for joining us on Fertility Academy. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you loved our content today, please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts and share it with someone who you think might find it helpful. Don't forget to subscribe to be the first to be notified of new episodes. A new one comes out every Wednesday. 
To keep in touch with us and to continue the conversation, you can find us over on Instagram at Fertility Academy or join us on our private Facebook group, the Fertility Academy Community. Both are linked in the show notes today. Until next time, have a great week. 